morning. <laughs> God, Give I, us a I, sheesh. I didn't want to. Sheesh. Yeah, I didn't want to be a she-shirt, but I think it's just, it's just, it's inevitable. Morning, welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. I'm Oh. Go ahead. (laughs) Episode two. Uh, I'm Heather. Joined, joined again by Heather. It's amazing. It's perfect. Um, So, here we are, back with Glee Part 2. I, I think I think we're going to just jump right in. Is everyone cool with it? Mm-hmm. We, 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 did, we did Season 1, 2, and 3. We talked about what the show is like if you haven't listened to Part 1, and for some reason you're listening to Part 2 right now. Huh? Um, I guess some people <laughs> like to just read the end of the book, and I guess that's what you're doing right now. So cool. I'm so happy for you. Um, this part of the book isn't as good as the first part of the book, though. So uh, I do apologize for that. Not from our end. Sorry, from Glee's end. Uh, we're, we're still great. We're <laughs> still great. awesome. We're still great part two. We're still awesome. Um, so uh, uh, season four, we, we're into season four now, and we're talking about, um, I'm going to introduce some of our new characters. We have a, a couple of new important characters this time, actually. Um, uh, season three didn't introduce too many new important characters, but season four, we have a couple new ones that are really important. So uh, we have Marley Rose, played by Melissa Benoist. I'm not asking you guys about Melissa Benoist. Don't worry, but she is Supergirl, okay? she is. Take note, Melissa Benoist is Supergirl. Uh, and The Flash and Supergirl have an ep- have episodes where they sing together now on the CW. It's really great. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, I didn't know you were a fan of the CW. What? Joking. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Marley Rose, played by Melissa Benoist. Uh, she basically, I, I'm going to do this for all the new people, but basically the new Rachel. The first episode of season four is called The New Rachel. Yeah. Um, the big difference there is that Marley Rose is not like a big diva. She's actually uh, very nervous, um, very to herself, and has uh, a really uh, deep story. Um, it's excellent. Uh, they unfortunately, I think, bungle that one. Um, so then we have... Ryder Lynn. Ryder Lynn comes in a little bit into season four. Uh, Ryder Lynn played by Blake Jenner. He won season two of the Glee Project. Um, He's the new Finn, basically. Um, He has Finn-like characteristics. He is the kind of football player, but also doesn't want to sing. He gets introduced through the musical that they're doing through Grease. They do Grease that year. Yeah. Schuster plants cocaine. Straight of cocaine (laughs) in his locker. (laughs) I wonder if there's going to be a new puck. I was gonna, I was gonna up you and say that that uh, actually, sorry, Schuster is gone for part of the season, so Finn becomes the new coach, and yeah. Finn actually ties Ryder down and just shoots heroin directly into him, <laughs> and then he becomes the new Finn. Um, <laughs> so then we have a new puck, <laughs> literally. It's... That's sad because Finn would do that. <laughs> oh, Dave. And then someone would. T- oh my God. <laughs> oh, welcome to episode two. <laughs> So uh, so then uh, we literally have a new Puck. His name is Jake Puckerman. He is Puck's half-brother, and he keeps that a secret. Um, it is only kind of revealed in the first episode, but not really. In the first episode of season four, that he is Puck's half-brother. Um, kind of a douche, just like his brother, but also, like we said earlier in the last episode, Puck, uh, you know, he basically tells him, like, don't be like me. This is fucked up. Like I'm a piece of shit. You don't need to be a piece of shit like me just because our dad sucks. Doesn't mean that you have to suck too. Yeah. I still suck. I'm, I'm Puckerman. My name is Noah Puckerman. I still suck, but you don't have to Jake Puckerman. Um, another one we have is Kitty wild. Kitty wild is like the new Quinn, but, um, maybe, maybe worse. Uh, yeah. Worse. I'm like, I mean, so Quinn did some fucked up shit. But what what Kitty did is like, 
sorry, are you a psychopath? Yeah. <laughs> like, to, and to it Marley. goes on for too long. Yeah, for too long. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Um, but she's like the new Quinn, head of the Cheerios, etc. Um, super annoying. The actress who plays her also is excellent. Uh, like I said, uh, Becca Tobin, um, and she is uh, uh, very good, but uh, she's like older than everyone who's been cast on the show so far, which is very funny. Do you know Ballpark, how old she was? Um, I think she was like, th- I'm, I'm going to guess 32, I think. Wow. Um, Brody Weston uh, is a new character played by Dean G- Geyer? Geyer? I'm going to say I'm going to go with Geyer. Um, Rachel's new love interest, maybe? A junior at Niata, the new school that she is at in New York. Um, Dave, did you ever figure out what Niata stands for? Uh, New York Ada. <laughs> wow. I want I want to go to that school now. I'm trying. It's I, got Whoopi Goldberg. Sometimes. She's occasionally there. She's yeah. only she's only there for one more episode, I think. Yeah. She's they, mostly in the shadows. Yeah, she's mostly just 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 uh judging high schoolers her entire life, which is a good career to have, I suppose. <laughs> um so, uh new love interest, uh really, he's really hot. Um he's a, he's very, very hot. There's a lot of hot boys on this show there's not a lot of hot boys in the show uh, when sam started modeling i was like i would like to have his body <laughs> sam was sam was i think like the first hot boy on the show yeah like because like finn and puck and and art no, no, like no no shame to those guys but they weren't they weren't hot boys yeah if anything they were just cute yeah <laughs> or but, terrible but what sam makes up for in mouth he makes up for in body <laughs> what? get it it's a big mouth joke <laughs> So, so then we have uh, Cassandra July, played by Kate Hudson. Um, again, I'm sure I'm missing some characters, but this one's pretty important. She's like the mean dance teacher for hey, Rachel. You're missing Sugar Mata. Sugar Mata was in the last season. Okay, well then we totally miss Sugar Mata. Yeah, Sugar Mata's not that important. It's okay though. to miss that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> then why are you yelling at me that I miss Sugar Mata? It's a Mata? joke. It's a joke. It's a bad one. So. <laughs> So then uh, we get into the plot. Anybody, are there any other characters aside from Sugar Mata that you would like to bring up before I? No. You sure? Yeah. All right, great. Uh, so uh, the you plot. Be... Uh, Rachel's in New York. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, will you be mentioning guest? Uh... Not this time. Okay. Oh. Not this time. Because the guests for the show are still really good, but at a certain point it kind of becomes like a moot point, I feel as though. It's like mm. a bunch of good guests and... Uh, I've got I've got some new shit to talk about, you know. All right. So, um, there's a bunch of new kids in the Glee Club. Like I mentioned, we have uh, so they, everyone's graduated, so they have to now replace everybody, right? So we have to get the new Rachel, we have to get the new Finn, and I guess the new Puck, and all the other people that join the Glee Club. So that's kind of what's happening at first. Um, Brittany is still there, as I mentioned in the last episode. Uh, Brittany did not graduate. She is doing another year, and she eventually starts dating Sam. I'm getting ahead of myself because there is a really emotional episode. I think it's episode four of the season where every couple that we all love breaks up. <sighs> what the fuck were they trying? Why are they trying <laughs> to hurt us? Uh, so Finn and Rachel already broke up, but Finn like uh, he, he enlists and then doesn't work out and he doesn't like talk to Rachel for months and then goes to New York. Uh, oh, Kurt is in New York now too. Um, and, uh, goes to their apartment and is like, hi, I'm here. And she's like, what the fuck? And they talk and he meets uh, Brody and things don't go super well. And they end up breaking up. He goes back to Lima. Uh, Brittany and Santana end up breaking up because Santana is, you know, doing college and doesn't know what she wants to do. She's a cheerleader at a college right now and she wants to do music, she thinks. 
She wants to be a singer. She wants to go to Niata, maybe. She doesn't know. And uh, then Kurt and Blaine break up because Blaine sucks, apparently. Cheater. I'm so tired of this shit, man. <laughs> I'm so, like, I'm so... <sighs> why, why bring Darren Chris onto the show? My Darren Chris. <laughs> and, and make him cheat on Kurt like that. This... With some strange, some real strange. <sighs> it's right? fucked up. It's it was like some, some other dude was like, hey, you're cute. It was at that like gay bar, right? Was that where it was? Or was it no, it was just a random No, it thing. was a random guy that he was uh, maybe a chat room or something. Oh, that's right. That's Blaine right. Was yeah, like, yeah, I feel yeah. I feel like like uh, Kurt's not paying attention to me, so I'm gonna talk to someone who will and then yeah. I'm gonna go fuck that guy. Yeah, I wish Blaine would have called me. I'd been like, He's in New York, calm down, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be fine. I'd be like, You it's can okay. come over here and we can I can watch you sing for the, the, the night, you know? That would <laughs> yeah. be that's a good hang, right? Let's just leave your clothes on, take yeah. them off. Leave your clothes on, take them off. Whatever you're comfortable with, yeah, man. Whatever do, you're do, comfortable. What you take do. Clothes do what you gotta do. Take clothes off. That's fine. Um so uh, again, they're they're in New York. They break up. Uh, Brittany eventually starts dating Sam um, back in Lima. So this is the difficult thing about the season is that season four starts this whole thing where now we have to follow a storyline in New York and we have to follow storylines in Lima. And we still have multiple characters in each place and they each have whatever struggle they're going through. So it's like just way too much you have to follow. Yeah. Rachel is having whatever times at Niata. There's like this whole thing in the middle of the season that's a uh, like a competition i guess it's like a middle of the year performance kind of thing and uh kurt's still trying to get into niata so he sings there and he gets in after that um back home like i said will had actually left to go do something i don't know what he did um i think he was joining like the board for glee clubs in the nation yeah which is like a what that's yeah. a thing i guess it probably is a thing but it just sounds fake yeah um because they were also trying to get rid of the arts, right? All of the yeah, arts. I guess that's what it was to you, yeah. So they, he originally hires Finn to be like the director of the, the musical, but then he brings Finn on to be the new coach of the Glee Club, a 19-year-old who <laughs> barely got through Glee Club at all when he was in the Glee Club, who knows nothing about dancing, most likely nothing about music, and just has a really just a, just a wholesome personality. Bumbling idiot. But he does his best. Yeah. So he coaches this glee club. He gets them through and they get to, I believe it's just sectionals this time. And I don't remember. They eventually get to regionals in the next season because this is season four and season five happen in the same school year. But so they get to sectionals. And throughout all of this, we're kind of seeing that Marley has, trigger warning, a bit of an eating disorder. Yeah. And How um, did she get that, Hagen? Well, uh, perhaps it was from our new Quinn, Kitty. Perhaps Kitty is a piece of giant She's shit. evil. Yeah. yeah. So Kitty is behind the eating disorder that Marley has. She ends up passing out on stage while they are performing at sectionals. And um, because of some whatever, whatever nonsense that happens with the other team, they move on to regionals because they still were really good, even though they had to stop halfway through. Right. So we continue moving on. There's all the stuff in New York. That's I don't know what's happening in New York anymore. Um, and uh, they got an apartment. They got the apartment in the first episode. They got like the craziest apartment yeah. that, that's supposed to look bad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like a department store. Yeah. It's it's well. Oh yeah. So 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 Kurt gets a internship at uh, Vogue. Is that what? Did he get yeah, yeah I think so. Vogue? Yeah. He's and... an understudy for Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> Dave used to have a crush on. I had on. such a... I was like, Matthew Broderick, you get it, man. 
they can't see the way you're looking at me. No, they can't. I I really want to see if I I can like make it like just like see through the microphone that I'm like looking at you with a really confused face. I had such a crush on her. How old? Uh, And from what? I was like twenty. I was like twenty eight. No. Well, no, not that's not a diss on her. <laughs> no, I'm just, but like, did you watch Sex in the City? I'm just curious. I think I had seen some episodes of it, and I was like, oh, this girl is like really like confident and powerful, and like okay, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, I'm attracted to that. Did you rekindle your crush on her whenever you watch Glee? No, because I'm married now, and <laughs> that ship oh, has sailed. I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> we have to sidebar now. You can still have a crush yeah. on a celebrity if you're married. And yeah. don't lie, you know okay, there's yeah, one. Then. At yeah. the top. Natalie, Who is she? Natalie Portman. <laughs> you can still have a crush on no, You can I think, still find people attractive. I you're w- standing you're looking at me right now. I know you find me attractive. I do find you attractive. Thank I you. will say that like I do I do still find her attractive, but um it was a it was a time and a place. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um anyway. <laughs> back to glee, I guess. <laughs> not not whatever that was. <laughs> And uh, so Kurt, again, he's working at, at Vogue magazine um, under Sarah Jessica Parker. He's killing it. Absolutely killing it because one of the things we didn't mention about Kurt, because all of these characters have so many just like little tiny, very specific character details. Kurt um, makes his own clothes and they're always fabulous. Yeah. Like he just looks always the best. And what, what do you call it? Like the, is it a neckerchief? I don't know why. I don't laugh at me. I'm... I just enjoyed the way you said that. No, they call it a thing. It's like a yeah. It's like a handkerchief they wear around your neck. Yeah. Plus he has like he has like all the little like brooches that he wears and yeah. stuff like that. And and I mean yeah, he's he, he's on it. Yeah. Kurt is a fashion icon. Um, whoever did whoever did that, Dave just flipped off his wife. It's on the record. Uh, whoever did costume design for Kurt, if it was Chris Colfer, amazing. Yeah. Like just just really really great work. So that's what's happening in New York. I'm pretty sure that's basically it. Uh, like Rachel's kind of dating Brody, but it's also like Brody is, I, I guess, cool. I I don't get it. Back home in Lima, Ohio, I guess Will comes back at some point, and Finn goes to college. And he kind of disappears for a little bit. And we just see the Glee Club just working through just random storylines. We find out that Ryder is dyslexic. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, Marley's dating Jake. Marley's dating Ryder. Marley is unfortunately in a lot of bad situations. Yeah. Uh, she is she's the sweetest. And maybe it's because I love Supergirl. Maybe it's because I, I, I love Melissa Benoist. I don't know what it is. I didn't know either of those people until I watched this show. Like, you know, I'm talking about like, yeah, yeah, yeah. her characters and yeah. her real life persona, but she is the sweetest in that show. Oh, and, my God. One thing we haven't mentioned is that her mother is uh, obese. Yes. And she's the lunch lady. So yeah. that, that's the butt of the joke. That's where... Um, and no one knows. No, yeah. but but her feelings about that are how Kitty finds out about that fact, mm-hmm. and then she can exploit Marley's uh, insecurities about that. Right, right. Ultimately giving her a long, drawn-out eating disorder. So... Our season kind of goes into a point where um, it's an awkward ending, and I don't entirely know why it was an awkward ending. I can't remember if this was during a writer's strike or something like that that was happening, but the ending of the season is super like, what? I'm sorry. Uh, we have an episode where Finn is at college, and he's partying super hard, and him and Puck do, uh, fuck, what's the Beastie Boys tune they do? Um, oh, Sabotage. They do Sabotage? Is that what I it is? I think so, yeah. They, they, they do a Beastie Boys tune, and it's really a, uncomfortable. Um, and then Puck tells him, like... Oh, no, yeah, uh... Uh, you got to fight for your yeah, party. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, mean, that, that yeah. checks out, yeah. So, uh, and Puck is, eventually tells him, like, you need to 
take school seriously. You're not going to class. Like, I don't... Puck's not actually going to the school. He's just no. there partying. And Finn is actually going to whatever fictional college they're at. And um, he's like, you have to stop partying. You need to go, you need to, go to your classes. And that is the last time we see Finn. Yeah, and uh, Puck's... Or Finn's like, I mean, are you going to take it seriously with me? And he's like, no, I'm not even taking classes here. I'm yeah. going to go to L.A. and... Uh run my pool business but he ends up yeah pool cleaning business that's right that's another big thing with puck that makes whatever no sense Um, none at all so the season kind of abruptly ends we know that rachel is auditioning to be in funny girl um on broadway they're doing a revival of funny girl on broadway and rachel is wants to audition to be the lead in funny girl who was previously the led by barbara streisand yes yeah exactly yeah that's what i've got for season four before i do favorite songs anybody having to want to add I don't know. I didn't. I, <laughs> I did not really enjoy this season. Not because the new actors aren't talented, because they are, but it just. Uh... Yeah, everyone they brought on is really great. Um, it's there was something that they did with the writing in terms of the plot that was shit. Because the songs were still mostly good. There were still some bad songs, obviously, but there but there was a lot of good songs. There was a lot of amazing performances this season, but uh, the plot was very just like I, I don't. I, what were they fucking thinking? No idea. I had, I had, because uh, I didn't really know how many seasons there were at this point, mm-hmm. or I'm at least I, I don't think I did. So I was thinking, like, is this going to become a whole Degrassi kind of thing where they have multiple generations right. of Glee? So I thought they were setting it up for that and kind of going back and forth. And then the ratings weren't good with the new characters, so they had to jump back into the old characters. And yeah, was this the season where we get the New York scene where Blaine and and uh... Kurt? Kurt break up and then Finn and yeah. Rachel break up yeah. and they it's really beautiful. It's an absolutely it's 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 so well like that I think that's like the last like that's there's some episodes in season four like with uh like with Marley that I feel really emotional about, but that one in particular I was like, oh God. And I think that the key thing to note here is that what they're gonna do for this season five and six is they're gonna pull at our nostalgia fucking strings they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna tell us they're gonna pull at the fact that we care about the og characters and they like even though like like uh blake jenner jacob artist melissa benoist becca tobin they were awesome the four people who joined the glee club who are the new whatever versions they were awesome like you said heather they were very good Mm -hmm. but the writing for them was just like what and it was i think it was mostly just like I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't really have anything else for season four. Well, then let's do our uh, our, our favorite and worsts. Uh, I'll go first. So, um, <laughs> so um, Heather's cueing us. <laughs> <laughs> so the songs are still good. Like I said, there's still a lot of good ones. Um, the uh, I mentioned earlier, there's like a Niata showcase at the middle of the season where Rachel's like competing for something, and then Kurt eventually gets in. Those songs performed right then were incredible. I almost said, uh, I think it's the scientist they do whenever they all break up. I almost said that it's fucking incredible when they do that. But uh, Le- Rachel Leah Michelle does uh, being good isn't good enough, and Kurt does being alive. And Kurt doing being alive is like, I mean, he should get into whatever he wants when he does shit like that. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, and I <laughs> just why, oh, why did they do Gangnam style? Can someone fucking tell me why they did Gangnam style? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just assumed it was popular. That that's time. my, that's, that's my least say. favorite. Just in case that's not clear. That's my fucking least favorite. I did. wanted to choose it as my least favorite. And then I thought like, 
with all the stuff that's going on right now, maybe sure. you're dating the episode, but hopefully it's different by the time people listen to this in a later time. But there's so much hate going around right now with the with the Asian community and um, all the different communities that from that culture where there's just so much hate going around because of COVID-19 and it's fucking stupid. It's very stupid. So I didn't want to bring that up and no. say that that was my least favorite. Although I fucking hate that song. Uh, the reason the, the reason that I, because I had the same thought. The reason that I'm comfortable saying it is that the choice to do that song was made by white men. Right. This was this was a choice that was made by white men because, like you said, it was popular at the time. Yeah. And it was not a song that needed to be performed at their competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. At, they, they did a whole thing where they were trying to, like, it was like a whole subplot of learning the choreography. Uh, and uh, Puck's half-brother is, is a really good dancer. And yeah. he's, like, teaching them all, you know, oh, no, it's like this, no, it's like that. And it's a whole subplot. So the whole time it's building up to them doing Gangnam Style, and it's like... You're thinking, is this gonna, is this gonna be good? Is this gonna be? Right. Is this is really really? I think you know honestly culturally that song was great for totally that, yeah because like it broke open that door yeah it was the biggest fucking song in the world it it it, it not to I'm, I don't want to shit on the song I don't right. wanna, I I want to shit on the fact that they decided to do that song like like all the props to Sai I can give yeah yeah. So that that was that was Jake Puckerman and um, Ryder, who were when dancing. They were dancing because they were both coming to terms with the fact that they liked Marley. Marley. Yeah, yeah. It was that there there was that, and then the performance was done mostly by Tina, which I don't know. Yeah, fuck yeah. them, fuck the writers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's got another favorite? Uh, my favorites. My favorite was Teenage Dream. Totally. Uh, Blaine in New York. That was, for my money, the best performance of the entire show. As a refresher, that is the first thing that Kurt hears Blaine sing is Teenage Dream. So that is like even more emotional right. in that aspect. It was a, it's a great arrangement, and then it's even more emotional with that on top of it. I think, honestly, I have to say that I would, I would guess that if there is one actual live performance it would be that on, one it would be that one yeah. because the emotion on that rivals some of the favorite performances of my entire life that i've seen yeah it's unbelievable and i don't really even care for that song and it's just so good it's so raw well that's what i was saying about uh about poker face on season one with, right with leah michelle and uh, dina mansell sorry uh adele what is it adele dazim adele dazim yeah sorry <laughs> adele dazim i'm i'm I, that's embarrassing i'm so sorry um <laughs> get it right here <laughs> get your travolta Get your Travolta impersonation down, dude. I'm so sorry. Anyway, uh, that's the same reason why I love that tune is that it's just like it just it the arrangement and yeah, that's again that's a reason why Darren Chris is perfect. Right, is that he just? I mean, I would say honestly, if that is if that is lip synced, him doing that in a studio is even more impressive. I I really can't see it ever being lip synced. Totally. But my least favorite was whistle. Uh, that song. Can you blow my whistle? Oh, yeah, 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 the yeah, Warblers. Yeah. I fucking hate that song, and I hate that performance. <laughs> Heather, <laughs> uh, I share with you with a favorite. Blaine singing "Teenage Dream" was super awesome. He's amazing. And my least favorite was so this season they put on the play "Grease," and uh, when the girls are at the sleepover singing uh, "Sandra D." Look at me, I'm Sandra <laughs> All right, D. That's fine. 
No, yeah, that was... It's just one of those things, again, where they're doing an iconic song yeah. by an iconic character, and then they just didn't do it justice, I thought. I was just worried you were going to say Grease Lightning, because I, no matter what, love Grease Lightning as a song. And <laughs> there's a video that maybe I'll show you guys at some point of me doing Grease Lightning with a bunch of people from my high school. <gasps> were you Danny? We were. It was. It was. It was just an ensemble thing. Oh, it was okay. a specific. It was. A, we were doing for the for our my senior year. We did like a review, a Broadway review. So we just did a bunch of different songs. Oh, okay. Um, but maybe at some point I will share that with the two of you. Yes. But I or, love Grease or, Lightning or a Patreon. Oh. <laughs> what DFTA? What? Oh, crazy! <gasps> extra, extra, extra content. Whoa, that's wild. You can add uh, Dave doing skateboard tricks to. Ooh, that's oh yeah, one. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I'll okay. narrate it. Okay, so we move on to our new game now because we are on to the second half of the season and I felt as though the guest stars, as they were still good, were just like a little bit... Um, that's season five. I saw you mouth Adam Lambert. That's season five. And, I mean, Sorry, I'm just so excited. Question, what question can I ask about it that's like tricky, right? Who yeah. from American Idol was on Glee in season five? Adam Lambert. Which member of oh. Queen? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the the game is now inspired by my new segment on our regular show, which is Hot Goss. Uh, so Leah Michelle dated two different cast members of Glee publicly. She famously dated Corey Monteith. She has Finn tattooed somewhere on her body. She famously dated Corey Monteith. But who else did she date? A, Kevin McHale. B, Matthew Morrison. C, Harry Shum Jr. D, Dean Geyer. Who is the new guy this season who played Brody? Yeah. High five. Oh my God. Is it bad that I only remember like who two of those people are? I'll remind you who all of them are, right? Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale's Artie. Okay. Wheelchair. Who's also in the office. He was pizza guy in the office. Correct. Matthew Morrison's Will Schuster. Harry Shim Jr. is Mike Chang. And like I said, uh, Dean Geyer is Brody Weston, the new guy this season. I'm going with Schuster. Because oh. that would just be, eh. Yeah. Ew. You're uh, going to go with the U option? Yeah. yeah. That would be Schuster's teenage dream. I'm going <laughs> to go with um, Mike Chang. Okay. It is Matthew Morrison. Ew! <laughs> Sorry. No, it's perfect. I, I I do it. I do it multiple it was times. His in teenage episode. dream. So, okay, oh okay. It's important to note. Wait, yeah, it's how important old are to they? note. Um, Matthew Morrison is very close to them all in age. Now, still isn't that close, but it's still close. There is an eight-year gap between the two. Okay, yeah, so it's not, bad. it's not. But but they didn't. They weren't dating when like he was like twenty-five and she was you know a teenager. It was much later. Um, that they dated because they knew each other from Broadway and shit before. I mean, they were part of the same community before Glee. So, but they didn't date for long. Still weird. They had sex. Ew, they definitely mom. had sex, and he definitely. <laughs> she sang Barbara Streisand, and he Ew. did the thong song dance. You know, you know how funny it would be to to rewatch now the season one episodes where she has a crush on Mr. Schuster. <laughs> Spank bank. That Ew. guy is a fucking creeper. Yeah. Dude. He she's is a creeper. His, she's his oh star God. student. No, Matthew Morrison's fine. Ugh. That's just, I mean, you know, when you're part of a community like that, it's, I mean, I get it. I, whatever. It's fine. How long did they date? Do you know? I don't think for I'm just long. curious. I, don't, I, don't know I just want to know the long. ages when they dated. Uh, I mean, <gasps> to be fair, like he was like well into his thirties and she was, I think close to 30 when they, when they were on the show. She was well, so. in, or he was well into his thirties and she was well into his, her twenties. Yeah. Something, something along and those he lines. He was well into her. 
at some point in time. <laughs> and then Corey Monteith took over. Um, so, uh, Ew, can I say that they're Tunnel Brothers? Yeah. Tunnel Brothers? Wait, is that what it's called? Brothers. That's one, that's one or Eskimo Brothers. Uh, Eskimo Bros yeah. is what I know. Oh. Eskimo Bros is the term that I've I'm never familiar heard with. That. I'm not familiar with Tunnel Bros. <laughs> sorry, Mom. Sorry, Ken. Um, sorry, Kay. So, um, uh, we move on to, oh, wait, sorry. I gotta, I gotta get points. You guys are tied. Cause I'm, I didn't, I didn't change the points from last episode. So it's Dave five and Heather five. And, um, I'm going to give you a little spoiler alert. Season six, I don't have a question. Uh, it's just, it's just hot goss. Uh, for season five, I will have a question. So this is the tiebreaker when I get to the season five question. And we move on to season five to talk about our brand new characters. And there's not really much to introduce here except for Adam Lambert. <laughs> What's Adam Lambert's character's name? Can you give me that? Starchild. Yeah, Elliot Starchild Gilbert. That was perfect. Um, so we meet Adam Lambert a little bit into uh, season five um, as like I, I, I guess a love interest for Kurt or yeah for yeah, yeah. Uh, half love interest, mm. half like intimidation character. But but they become really good friends too. Yeah, it's friends. weird. Our other new character and both these characters deserved more screen time. Can you guess who it is? Demi Lovato. Correct. Now, I didn't have a question. She plays Danny, who uh, uh, Rachel and uh, Santana moves to New York, which we'll get to that. But uh, Rachel and Santana work at a diner with Danny as they meet, and then Santana dates Danny for a little bit. So, so Naya Rivera and Demi Lovato dated on screen. Something that I, I, I tried to think about a question for, but I couldn't really nail it down as a good question. Um, but a fun fact about it is that character, uh, actresses like actors and actresses like Demi Lovato, Neil Patrick Harris... Um, and many other people who were on the show were mentioned in the show as their real life personas mm. and then had guest spots. Oh. Very, very interesting to me that they did that. I, I, I don't know if they did sing a Demi Lovato tune, but it wouldn't shock me. Um, so now we jump into season five. I am going to straight up read to you what I wrote down before <laughs> I looked up anything about season five. Because okay. again, I didn't rewatch. I just, just wrote down what I remembered. Wait, how many times have you watched the whole thing? <sighs> I don't know. Too many. Ballpark. <laughs> I'm going to say somewhere around like seven or eight. Okay. Rachel gets cast in Funny Girl and Kurt and Blaine get engaged. Corey Monteith passes away and I cry. The rest of the OG graduate and a bunch go to New York to do what exactly? I don't know. Oh yeah, Sam and Mercedes have an on and off thing. Mercedes gets a record contract at some point and Rachel gets her own TV show. Season five. That was good. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a great summary. You should have done the opening of the episodes like what you missed on season five. <laughs> and that's all. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's what the fuck else happened. I mean, so we're, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Corey Monteith in a minute. I, I want to spend some time on Corey Monteith and I'm going to try my goddamn best to not shed a motherfucking tear at all. But it's OK if you do. Ah, so uh, it's OK if you do. So there's not a lot that happens here. This, no. the, 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 it's a lot of like um, song episodes. Like the first two episodes are about Kurt and Blaine and about their engagement and their, their two Beatles episodes because they got the rights to do Beatles. So they were like, we got to do all of it. Makes sense. I get it. And then the hundredth episode is really the hundredth and hundredth one episode are very good episodes. It's all nostalgia based again. They bring in everybody and they do a bunch of different versions of old stuff. And it's really good. But... I mean, outside of that, what happens? What happens in the season? I, this is the season where Tina hits her head in the in the fountain, uh-huh. and then has like a hallucinate episode where she's Rachel. Yeah, and it was 
it fucking was wild. Yeah. And everybody else everybody was different characters. Yeah, everybody yeah. was flipped. That was crazy. Yeah. So there's like some interesting episodes. Chris Colfer wrote the uh, second to last episode in the season, um, which is called, and I'm forgetting, but it's cool. It, Old Dog New Tricks. Yes. So uh, Kurt, Chris Colfer wrote that episode. Uh, which is great. I mean, he's so young. He's the youngest in the cast. And the fact that he's like, you know, I mean, he, he wrote and directed a movie while he was also in Glee called Struck by Lightning. Wow. Um, so, and he starred in it as well. Wow. Um, so he's he's a very prolific, talented person. And now he writes children's books, I believe. So uh, very, very talented person. We have the Katy Perry versus Lady Gaga episode, which was an atrocity. It's just, it's just like, what are we like? What like? Yeah. What are we trying to do here? Because we have so much talent on screen, and I don't understand what we're trying. We have the whole episode where Artie gets STDs. Yeah. And we have to deal with what that. I mean, like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely bizarre. <laughs> I I mean, I have to imagine that if I were ever, uh, unfortunately, in a, in a wheelchair for whatever circumstances happened. And I end up going to art college, and I'm like, like just totally killing it at art school, and I'm like a player. If I saw that episode, I'd be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't go this route. Yeah, I need to be careful with well, who, who I sleep with. Well, and and so the only plot point that sticks through this season consistently is Rachel and Funny Girl. That's the only right. plot point that's like this is happening um, because at different points, different people are in New York for different reasons. Mercedes is there because her record contract like brought her there. Uh, Sam moved there because he's now best friends with, with Blaine. And it's, I love their friendship. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's no like, there's no plot. It's just these people just in New York, just like, I mean, it's almost like they were like, we're going to write friends, but it's glee and Ooh. it's shitty. Right. And it's just Rachel fucking it up. Yeah. She has the gig that she wants for all the musicians listening. This is a good like season to watch. If you want to know, what to do when you land the gig is do everything Rachel doesn't. Yeah. Communicate with people. Don't lie to your producers. Yeah. Uh, don't lie to the people that pay you. And when you finally get the gig that you want, stick it out and get a better one when it's over. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the season, she gets an offer to have her own TV show. They're writing a right. show called The Rachel Berry Project. Whoever the fuck thought that was a good idea. <laughs> like if that was real life. And we were like, let's write the Leah Michelle project, which was more or less half of season five of Glee. Shit. Yeah. Maybe they're making fun of themselves with this. I will say that whenever we like, whenever we see like the script they wrote, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's but, like it's basically a parody of Glee. Yeah. Yeah. And so we we she decides she's going to go off to L.A. and do this new TV show about her, and that's where season five ends. So at this point, I knew they were. I knew there was one more season left when Heather and I were watching the show, and I thought in my head, like, "Oh, maybe they're gonna like curtail the last season into Artie writing Glee and Rachel being the star because she was the most famous one, and that they were gonna try to like make the last season about how Glee came about." Sure. And I was like, if they take that angle with the way that the show has been flipping and flopping around and all the relationships and stuff. I can see them doing that. Yeah. And the whole show ends up being about the show. Dave loves creating uh, theories for how a show is going to end. Oh, I would write them down. And You have to enjoy... I like to enjoy the journey. Yeah. Dave's an ending. Listen, I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> I, either way, good with me. But, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty crazy theory you got there. It's pretty wild. 
pretty wild. Um, I, I'm a big fan of fan theories. I'm a big fan of, oh, this happened this way because of this and so on, and this is going to happen because... But, um, you know, uh, that's a, I never would have thought of that one. So You didn't think of that one? No. <laughs> Did you? No. I think there was a... I can't remember. I, I should have it written down, but I don't. But I, I think there was a big gap between season five and season six. And season six was a shorter season, too. Yeah. So I think in my head, I kind of was in my... like I was already prepared for it to be about Rachel fucking up. Right. Because, um, I mean, they, ha- they have to... They have to rely on the nostalgia. They have to rely on what makes people love the show. And so they have to go back to that at some point, you know? Yeah. So, uh, favorite and least favorite songs of season four. Dave, stop playing footsie with me under the goddamn table. I didn't know that was your tell foot. Me I it was your my fav- wife's foot. Whatever. Tell me your favorite. <laughs> you thought that... Never mind. <laughs> tell me your favorite song. <laughs> my season five. Season fav- five. Yeah, I yeah. know, I know. My favorite song was uh, Sam singing something by the Beatles. Yeah. Because I love that song. But I think that plot point was creepy where he was hitting on the nurse. That was really well, she, she was young though, right? Yeah, but I just thought it was weird. <sighs> still and uh, Applause by The New Directions was my worst song. Sure. Great. <laughs> Down with it. Heather, what you got? My favorite and another very emotional one, if you don't see a pattern, is when Santana sings If I Die Young. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why was that emotional? <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to that. And then uh, my least favorite is... Um, Schuster and Artie and Jake and Bree singing Blurred Lines. Oh, yeah. That was Ugh. weird. That was weird. It yeah, was like, for... I felt like they they were like, how much sex can we, like, not that yeah. I, I mean, that's yeah. fine, but it's like they try to shove it in there because they there was do. nothing else going on in the season. Well, yeah. the irony of, like, a show that wants to tackle every fucking issue has to also include Blurred Lines. Yes. Which caused a lot of problems but in pop culture. But it was Schuster, like, Yeah, singing. and yeah. it's Schuster. Very strange. At least it wasn't Puck. <laughs> well, it was his brother. Okay, but not real. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, my favorite song, it's hard to pick. Um, so what I did was I just said every song off the quarterback episode because uh, I was like trying to, I would look through the list of season five and uh, I was like, I don't know how to pick one of these songs from this episode. And that would have been my pick if I had to pick one was Santana's um but that one is that that entire episode I, I mean like it's so choir kid and it's so it's not cheesy but like they open the episode with seasons of love and it I mean it's a, so that's the opening for rent if no if you don't know um and it's it's it just hits you just right in the fucking gut and we'll talk about that more in a minute but uh my least favorite is um what what the fox say sorry <laughs> The fuck were they thinking? <laughs> what song again? What 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 my, the fox say? What does the fox say? <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea what you just said. Ring ding ding ding. ding. It's, it's so fucking bad. It's fucking trash, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that, I don't know how I missed that. That's definitely the worst. It's so bad. It's it's like. What the fuck? Can I, can I, I'm going to tell a quick side story <laughs> on like hearing somebody say something and just not knowing what they're saying. Yeah. The other day, Heather, went out, Heather and I went on a walk and some, some older gentleman on a bicycle rode by us and uh, this older guy goes, <laughs> he went, bing, bing. 
At least that's what I heard. And then there was like a pregnant pause, and I heard Heather go, "Bing, bing." <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, am I on the Truman Show? Like, I have no idea what's happening. It turns out this old guy said evening. And Heather said evening. But because he said evening, because he's riding a bike, he's kind of winded, he's old. And he's, like, he went, evening. <laughs> and Heather responded to the same. And I was like, am I in a fucking weird world right now? And I think Heather just had that same moment when you were saying, what the fuck? Yeah. So now when David and I don't know what each other are saying, we just say, go, bing, bing. 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 <laughs> oh. Well, uh. Uh, Bing Bing and uh, <laughs> what, what the, the fox, fox say? say? What the fox say? Uh, honorable mention goes to the hundredth episode. Just straight up, it's nostalgia. It's great. If you like any of the any of Glee, you'll like the hundredth and and hundred and first episode. Um, incredible! It's just them singing the, the shit we all want. It's just it's just them doing it again, but better. Um, so uh, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna save the the sad stuff for the end because I want to just keep rolling through and we're gonna we're gonna get to it. Yeah. Um, because I want to do another. I want to do some more hot gosses, and I want to finish season six. Okay. So here's our final hot gosses. The tiebreaker, everybody. It's the tiebreaker. Wait, wait. Do we need like a buzz in, or do we each just get a chance to? We just... Well, so there's a potential of two points total from this. So if you can, if someone can get two points, and if someone can get one, you know, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's possible. We'll see what happens. Okay. I need okay. to make sure you guys can't see what I'm looking at. Um, so uh, <laughs> Leah Michelle and Corey Monteith uh, were not the only onset romance. Um, can you name one or two? I, I said one or more in my question. Can you name one or two of the onset romances? Sorry, I need to read my question. Name one more on-screen romance that also smushed pissers. <laughs> so yeah, um, I know that that. Santana and Puckerman dated in real life. Yep. I'm trying to think. Well, you told us Leah Michelle and Matt. That doesn't count. Oh, yeah, okay. That's okay. not the other one. Count. Oh. I'm going to have to take a wild card guess. To tie it up again, you're going to have to take a wild card guess. Um, Ryder and... Uh, shit, what's her name? Supergirl. Marley. Marley. That is correct. <gasps> Oh my wish. gosh! That is absolutely Wait, correct. Ooh, we're tied now. They actually got married. Oh, Can I get a bonus point for marriage? You may not. No, oh. you did not tell me they got married. They got married. You also did not tell me. So I actually wrote the question in a different manner, and then I changed it because they got a divorce because he was abusive. Oh. Oh fuck. Yeah. The Glee curse. The Glee curse. We'll get to it. I promise, everybody. Oh. If that's what you're waiting for, I promise we'll talk about the fucking Glee curse. Yeah. Uh, Hit us with it, Daddy. Thank you. <laughs> so we're tied up here. I'm gonna have to figure out a way to break the tiebreaker here. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Um, I don't want us to be tied. I want a winner. I want a fucking winner here. But we're on to season six. We're on to the final season. We've made it so far. We've made it so far. And I, I and I tell you, like this season has it, it really. It again feels like season three in so many ways, where it's like, oh, finally we're back to where we need to be. You know, it's like we're gonna we're gonna fucking. We're going to tie it all up. It's going to look all pretty. And we're all going to cry so much if you... I mean, maybe not. I, I did. Um, so, uh, new characters for season six. Uh, we have uh, Madison McCarthy, played by Laura Dreyfus, and Mason McCarthy, played by Billy Lewis Jr. They are twins at, um, at William McKinley High School. Here's your fun fact about uh, Madison McCarthy, played by Laura Dreyfus. Laura Dreyfus is the lead in Dear Evan Hansen. 
fun facts. And I don't just have that fun fact because I'm obsessed with Dear Evan Hansen. Nope, don't have that. Uh, <laughs> Spencer Porter, played by Marshall Williams. Spencer Porter is the uh, openly gay football player at William McKinley now. Roderick Meeks is the uh, play, uh, uh, played by Noah Guthrie. Um, Roderick is like this soulful singer who is kind of very nervous, always has his headphones on, his cans on, and doesn't really want to sing out in front of people. But when he does, it's like... It's like you have your male Mercedes is basically yeah. what they're oh, doing. Yeah. And they so sing good. a song together too. Yeah. Um, and then Samantha Marie Ware as Jane Hayward. Uh, Jane Hayward plays, sorry, got it that way. Jane Hayward, Jane, uh, was, Dalton became a boys and girls school. And then Jane uh, was trying to sing in the Warblers and they didn't let her. So she eventually goes to William McKinley to sing there. Um, cool. So we get into the plot. So, no fucking shock here. Rachel's TV show is bad. Uh, it flops. It's a piece of shit. After like one episode? Yeah. Yeah. And she has to go back to Lima because she has nowhere else to go. She yeah. fucked it up in New York and she has to go back to Lima. Um, and Will Schuster is now coaching Focal Adrenaline because that's a really high paying gig and he's got a personal masseuse he's got a nice ass car yeah and he's he's gotten so many he's gotten his team to national so many times and he's coached great teams so he finally has the promotion basically it's like the really high level job so rachel comes in and she becomes the new coach of the new directions she's like the new directions isn't here there's no arts i'm gonna come in please let me do this i'll get a team so on and she brings in all the new people i just listed off plus she brings kitty back because kitty's still there and a cheerleader, and still sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, so Blaine is also back in Lima, Ohio. He's no longer in New York, and we find out at the beginning that Kurt and Blaine have broken up. Ma! <sighs> so tired. So Kurt is there because basically he's still in, he's still in school at Niata, and he has basically like a, 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 an assignment he can do, like a, an on-site kind of thing. And so he is back helping Rachel coach the New Directions because it's for, for college. And Blaine just left New York because Blaine, whatever. Um, fucked up, I think, also. But uh, I think, yeah, I think he wasn't going to class, I think is what it was. Yeah. Um, we find out at the end of the first episode that he is now dating Karofsky, who we mentioned in the last bit, the last episode. Um, that was where uh, Blaine started gaining a bunch of weight or something, which he never a actually bunch. did. He, I think he just no, he drank some water and his <laughs> belly just like stuck yeah, out two inches. No, no, I'm not saying like the actor, but like uh, he was, that was the whole plot was yeah. like, he was not as cool. And Kurt was like the badass of the class. Yeah. 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 Um, that, yeah, that was that was in the last season. There was some point where that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, Kurt yeah. was already at Niata. had already made a name for himself. Blaine's the new kid at Niata. Right. And Blaine is, like, not able to fit in the right way. Yeah. It's just the season five episode, just don't... They just all kind of blend into yeah. different stuff. Um, so, anyway, uh, they get the new directions back with all these new people and uh, one returning. Um, unfortunately, I, I hate it. I wish they would have done it, but the... Uh, the people from season four and five, Ryder, Jake, Marley, they don't come back. No. Um, it's a big old bummer. They should have come back. They were great. Uh, only Kitty returns. So I think some of the best episodes is, uh, I, I think I think they call it the Hurt Locker, and it's uh, it's season three. It, sorry, episode three, episode four of season six, and uh, it's where you find out that Sue ships Kurt and Blaine. Oh my god! It's really weird. It's so yeah. weird. This is the weirdest like, plot point. I just 
the, the, the fact that she's never been arrested, I mean, not that this is a reason she should be, but the fact that Sue, and it's a joke, that she's never been like arrested for the things that she does. It's great. It gets weird in this season. She's creepy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Funny. So she has like, a, like a, in a storage unit, she has like a locker that has all of this like beautiful... Again, I don't. What is is it? Is it? It's not Blurt. Is it? It's not Kane. I don't know what the ship name is for them. Blurt. I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't remember. But, but anyway, she half ships of the locker them. is like yeah, or the back half of the locker is blocked off, and if you get through it, it's this creepy fucking like shrine. Saw it's shrine. A shrine. Yeah. yeah, to Kurt and Blaine, and so she tries to get them back together. She actually uh, gets them trapped in an elevator, like makes them kiss to get out, um, and they decide they're gonna stay friends after that, which is. All a load of horseshit. We all know it's bullshit. Well, and at this point, she's the principal. Yes, yeah, she's the principal and of the school. Becky is the becretary. The becretary. Oh my god, it's so it's good, so fucking amazing. And she just like basically becomes. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the character's name. Sorry, she becomes. I kept. I wanted to say Jane Lynch. She becomes Sue. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so throughout the season, just a, a few notable points. So Rachel gets another chance back on Broadway with an original production um, that she, that they, whoever it is, wants her for. She'd be perfect for it. Um, we see Kurt and Blaine get married. We see Santana and Brittany get married. Um, at the same wedding. At the, <laughs> at the same wedding. That's so good. <laughs> like you said, her abuela's there. I mean, everybody that you would basically want at this wedding is there, and it's beautifully done. And it's uh, and so it's it's supposed to be whose Brit- wedding Santana Brittany and, and Brittany yeah it's supposed yeah. to be Santana's and Brittany's wedding and then they sneak in Curtin Blaine yeah Jane Lynch <laughs> Jane Lynch's character is like this has to happen right this is where it happens and it is it is oh my goodness um now this is a topic that I I, I really uh, this, this is a plot point and a topic that um, I feel like I will have a hard time probably discussing just simply because I'm a white straight man. Uh, but Beast comes out as trans, and um, I think there's probably issues with how they did it, but I do think that it was done well, and it was emotional, and uh, so uh, Beast is now Sheldon Beast, and uh, I, I, I think that it was pretty beautiful. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned earlier that um, that Sue and Schuster were hating on Beast and trying to get her fired, but at the point in time when she comes out with you know, her truth, they're her two biggest supporters. Yeah. And then when he makes the transition, they both make sure that he has a place in the school. Yeah. And that they take care of him. Yeah. And that's when Unique comes back. We only mentioned Unique shortly uh, whenever I, I, I mentioned that they were on the show, but Unique's a powerhouse singer. Unique eventually comes to William McKinley as a part of the Glee Club and it's part of a whole catfish thing that's a really uncomfortable plot. And uh, but unique uh, with a whole um, chorus of uh, LGBTQ sing. Um, I have it written down, and it is just not in front of me. Song from Hairspray, whatever it is. Um, oh, I know where I've been. That's it. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I know where I've been from Hairspray. Whole LGBTQ choir behind her. It is beautiful to yeah, see in support of Sheldon, and it is. Uh, I I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, Again, I'm a straight white man, and I I want to know if it was bad, but it seems like it was really beautiful. Uh, The Warblers School, the Dalton Academy Warblers, their school burns down, I I think, quite mysteriously. Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure who was behind it, but the school burns down, and the Warblers now all have to go to to William McKinley High, and they all join the New Directions, so they have enough people to compete. 
and uh, they all compete, and they make it to nationals again, and they win again, which is great. And uh, then all the kids announce, not all the kids, but all of our regular cast members announce all these things they're going to do. Mercedes is going to open up for Beyonce. Rachel's going back to Broadway. Everybody's moving back to New York, and all this other shit's happening, whatever. And we cut to uh, 2020, which is weird, because that was last year. Yeah. Uh, Rachel wins a Tony. Kurt and Blaine are adorable. Rachel is a surrogate mother for them. And uh, Sue is the vice president. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the it's the Finn Hudson Auditorium. It's beautiful. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add about season six? Uh, just going back, do y'all think that the, for me, the weirdest and like most upsetting thing about this season was Blaine dating Karofsky. Did you feel that way? Um, I thought it was like weird in terms of the characters, but I was, like, I, I was so happy for Karofsky. Sure. He's a end? great character. Oh, just the whole time. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was like, he's happy. Like he's... Yeah. <laughs> He's in a relationship that he believes that he is going to, like, be in. And then yeah. whenever he goes off to be with Kurt, I mean, like, he is so supportive. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he's basically like, go. Yeah. Go do it. This is where you need to be. He yeah. seems, it's the first time we see this character seem secure in themselves. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nothing against Krofsky. It's just that if Blaine even had the tiniest little thing about possibly getting back with Kurt right. later on. That would be the worst He move. was with Kurt when he experienced all of that bullying and, yeah. and moving schools. And yeah. so it's just so such a weird thing to do to Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird. It is weird. And I, I it's, it's, it seems maybe intentional, but I mean, I, it, that, that is definitely a weird plot point. Um, but I do like the journey that it ends up taking, taking them on. It is, uh, it is, it's good. I think, I think, as much as I'm tired of all of them breaking up and getting back together, whatever, it still is, it's nice. Oh, and Jesse St. James is back. I forgot to mention Jonathan Groff is there. And that's who Rachel ends up with, is she ends up with Jonathan Groff. Yeah. Favorite songs of the season? Uh, Heather. My... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, my favorite song was uh, Mercedes. This is kind of a classic, but Mercedes and Artie singing At Last uh, at Santana, Brittany, Kurt, and oh, Blaine's yeah. Wedding. Um, it was just awesome. They're both awesome singers. And then my least favorite was Artie singing Pony by Genuine. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I just, love that. Uh, so, uh, uh, I love that. That's so, that's so, that's so Artie like back. Like it's, it's so good. I love that. So I play that song in a band that I'm in and I thought that song was about a guy, uh, riding a girl like a pony. And so I thought this was another instance of the writers making a poor choice for Artie. Sorry, um, like like um, like one of those like like a little like pony like riding. You put a quarter in it and you like. Yes. Hang yes. On. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like in front of an but, ice cream but shop. With, yeah, yeah. Cool, but with perfect. but with sex. What? Dave? With doing it. What? Sorry, Kay. Um, <laughs> but Heather informed me that it was about, in fact, about getting ridden. And so I, I mean, was I like, think... oh, okay, that's okay. Well. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. my favorite was uh, <laughs> the the Burt Bacharach episode, in particular, What the World Needs Now yeah. with the whole cast. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, that's great. And my least favorite was uh, <laughs> All About That Bass. Okay, so I knew that was going to be your least favorite, <laughs> and I, I was going to have a whole thing about it, and then I was like, nah, it's going to be your least favorite. I like Roderick. I love Mercedes and Roderick. They're like my two favorite singers, but like I just don't like that song because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bass player. My runner-up, which for the first time this whole episode I have a runner-up, was popular with Rachel and oh, Kurt. So good. I, I hate know, that song. Right? So good. Um, runner-up for worst. Oh, 
Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I don't like that song. You're a piece of shit. But Dave's Dave's also never seen um you're, Wicked. You're also not no. like a Broadway head, so like, No, not at all. Yeah. And that song is just like popular. Dave. What? <laughs> Blasphemy. I don't like that song. It's fine to not like that song. You're just an idiot. It's it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I accept that. <laughs> so I know who I am. So I, I'm gonna just go ahead and give it away. I don't have a worse from this season. I scrolled through it up and down and I was like, I there are songs maybe I didn't like as much, but it's more of song like I just don't like that as a song versus like this performance is shit. Um <sighs> I, I I almost honestly said all about that bass for my least favorite simply because I actually like the Megan Trainer song. I actually like that song, and I know that most people don't. I like that song. Um and that album is just really good in general. Do you like that song, Hank? I okay, 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 okay. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love the message behind the song. That's yeah, but I think it's cheesy, and I think there are better ways to make that message. You're a bass player; it's fine. Yes. Uh, anyway, I don't like when when people quote Seinfeld, slap it at bass, or all about that bass. Sure, sure. So, I, but I I don't have a worse from this season. I'm just gonna I like I think that uh, there's again songs that I just am like, it's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But like, there's nothing that's like that I could see. It's just bad. I think it's good. It's a good so song an instance season. of me being 100% myself, uh, when you you were like, hey, if you guys could uh, prepare best and worst, I just picked best and worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Heather fine. was like, no. uh, I have a couple of honorable mentions. And I was like, yeah, Hagen's going to have them too. <laughs> but this is why I don't like playing games. That's fine. No, I totally understand. I mean, the, the, the only reason I ask <laughs> is because I think that it, it's a good thing to just go over. And just yeah, kind of, of course. Like, there's so course. much. There's, I mean, there's over 700 songs that they perform. So yeah, it's like, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to pick your your, your favorite and worst, you know? Like, we sat down and tried to watch all the performances. The we fuck? only got through like half of season one. Yeah, yeah exactly. There, there was like 107. We got to like 48. Yeah. We're like, no. So I already mentioned I know where I've been from Hairspray when they do that for Beast, and um, that is an amazing performance. It's up there for me. But my favorite, and it's cliche, but it's uh, I Lived, the last song they do uh, from the finale. I don't – I think that whenever the finale aired, I was prepared for them to do Don't Stop Believing, or I was prepared for them to do something that that we all knew from the show because they really do such a good job of pulling on the nostalgia. Like I've already said a thousand times, they pull on the nostalgia nonsense and they try to make you just feel what you have felt already. And then they do a good job of it. And it's good emotion that I, that I watched the show for that reason, you know, but I listened to, I lived today earlier today. And, and I, I just started to just ball. I was just like, yeah. just thinking of them. And it's, it's like, there's, there's a, it, it's, it's a whole performance of everybody, basically, almost everybody who's like been a main character on the show. Marley's like the only one that's missing. Melissa Benoist. But like April's there. Everybody. And, yeah. Um, and there's a whole, like, it's emotional. They're all like, they pick who sings each, each thing. And it's so, it's so beautiful and seeing everybody see each other. And, um, uh, then <laughs> there's this funny moment where there's this like line of people and, uh, <laughs> Uh, Terry Schuster is there and it cuts to Jamie Mays's character to, and she's like has this face of like what the fuck are you doing here yeah. and it's so funny I was also like what the fuck is she doing I love here? it I, I think it's great so um they do such like it's it's an excellent finale song and then it cuts to uh the Finn Hudson auditorium which is just even more emotional on top of how whatever you're feeling so I'm going to do one more hot goss and try to break this tiebreaker. I need to, I think I know how to ask this question. <laughs> okay. So this hot goss is our final hot goss. And it is, I mean, the past year is all kind of jumbled together. So I'm going to say it's relevant. So in the past year, Leah Michelle was canceled. Um, 
She was canceled uh, uh, because uh, Samantha Marie Ware, who played Jane Hayward, accused her of being very rude and quote-unquote traumatic microaggressions. Um, a lot of racially insensitive things. And uh, super fucked up. Fuck Leah Michelle after that. But here's the question I'll ask. Can you name anyone else who agreed with that, who hopped on that train and was like, only one at a time. You only name one name at a time. There's a bunch of names. Go. Uh, Mercedes. Okay, Amber Riley. Cool. Britney Spears. Heather Morris. Great. Perfect. Hold on, wait. I'm going to make sure I get note of this. Okay. Anybody else? We're still doing it. <laughs> Um, every cast member of the show. Do I get a point for that? Nope. Can you give me other specific? Oh my god. How do I do this? Um, okay. Um, think of people who maybe who would shit um let's see here okay so you already listed amber riley and heather morris we're kind of on a theme here can you think of now maybe not main cast members people who have been a big part of the show who could have been very easily targeted by lee and michelle unique ding 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 Does that mean Dave wins? I don't can, want to. Unless you can give me one more. <gasps> oh. And I'll give you two points if you can get one more. <clears throat> can we ask questions? <laughs> is, it, yep. is it a main character or like kind of a side? Was a main character for two seasons. Um, I would say Marley wrote Marley. Ding, ding, ding. <gasps> you win. Yay. Melissa Benoist. So the list includes uh, Heather Morris, Amber Riley, Alex Newell, Melissa Benoist. There were other like um, crew members who also agreed. Um, in Naya Rivera's book, she also kind of mentioned that um, they had a lot of issues between each other, but nothing specific to this exactly. So Heather wins. Heather, oh, you, you win with nine Gosh. points. Dave with eight points. Congratulations! You are you're, you're you're a guest winner. That's amazing. Sweet. Uh, so, uh, you know that's super fucked up. Let's keep it rolling, everybody. <laughs> so this is again uh, big content warning, big trigger warning. Um, there's going to be a lot of sad stuff and uh, and maybe some uncomfortable stuff discussed here. Uh, this uh, next segment I titled "Conspiracy in Sad Time." Unfortunately, Glee has had uh, a couple of people pass away. Um, so uh, Corey Monteith is the one that we've mentioned before. Corey Monteith passed away on July 13th, uh, 2000. I didn't write the year. I'm an idiot. From heroin and alcohol. Very, very sad. Around the time of season five it was like July of whatever that year that was. Um, very, very sad. Um, very su- big surprise to everyone involved, basically. 2013. 2013. Thank you so much. Big surprise to everyone involved, um, and big surprise for every audience member, big surprise for all the cast members. Everyone still, um, you know, deals with that, who's in the cast. To this day, very, very heavy. And um, so the mention, the episode I mentioned in season five, the quarterback is about him. And uh, they, didn't, they didn't specify how Finn dies on the show, but they just said that Finn passes away. And um, 
I mean, every everybody gets to sing an emotional song, and it's just too much. It's really, really, it's really, really hard to watch at times. Um, I don't know how they got through it. No, I mean, when Naya Rivera sings, I, I, I don't think that was acting. I think that oh, she, no. I think that she couldn't. I think that she had to stop singing. I think that she was like, "I'm done. I'm done now." I, yeah, I think that she. I don't. I, I think that her breaking down was was not acting, but her reaction to her breaking down was acting. Yeah. Because yeah. she basically yelped and ran out of the room. Yeah. And that's kind of out of character for her. It is. It is. Just a side note, too. Watching Glee, knowing that Corey Monteith passes away, and Dave not knowing was no. really hard. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I will reveal what my hunches were when we're done sure. with all this stuff. Um, so we go to our, our next, uh, sad time, which is, uh, Mark Sailing was arrested for child pornography. Um, and he, that's Puck. yeah, it's Puck. And he committed suicide in 2018 before his sentencing. He pled guilty and then he committed suicide after that. Really sad all around with him. Um, you know, I, I, I think that was, a. I mean, the cast has mentioned that they, again, huge shock, no idea. Um, Naya Rivera talks about it in her book about how surprising that whole thing was. And, Heather uh, Morris was not canceled, but got in trouble for saying like, hey, I have memories of this person. Yeah. And I had no clue. Yeah. Like we can't, we have to, what was it? Like we have to not, not that she was no, saying, I think she was just talking about that. It was a hard time because she was grieving the death of three people. And it was, yeah. he was included and a lot of people got yeah. upset by that. Yes. Yeah. And so then we uh, get to what happened in the last year. And I Rivera passed away on July 8th of 2020 from drowning in the Lake Pier and Lake Pier in California, incredibly sad story out with her son and just fell and drowned. Very sad. And, uh, so, um, you know, this, this led to, uh, so Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz do a Glee rewatch podcast. And, uh, the last episode they recorded was before this happened and they just didn't, they just stopped. They were just done, which I mean, totally makes sense. Of course. Why would you want to rehash after that sort of thing happens? I'll also, <clears throat> the fact that she passed away and in the way that she passed away makes her performance of If I Die Young even yeah. harder to rewatch. Yeah. yeah, very, very true. Very, very true. The question is that a lot of people ask and it could be in bad taste, depends on how you think about it, but is Glee cursed? Um, a lot of people have been, there's a, there's a lot of young lives lost uh, and a lot of sad things happening to these cast members on Glee. So there's a big conspiracy that goes around if Glee is cursed. Regardless, it's all very sad. And I can barely talk about Corey Monteith and think about it. I Like, this is so strange. But I remember where I was when Corey Monteith died. Like, right. Like, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, such a different thing, you know? It's, it's a cast member of Glee. But, like, that was important to me. And I remember I was in my friend's apartment in Austin. And I was sitting there. And someone turns and goes, Corey Monteith died. And I'm like, What? No, no, there's no way. There's no fucking way that happened. And then, did just, you know that he had struggled? Like, no, that, that was like was in... that was pretty not known. Oh wow, yeah. Which also, again, rewatching it, you know, you said that last episode that he was in. He and Puck were partying in mm-hmm. uh, college. college. Yeah. So it kind of alluded. To, I mean, if you knew what was going on in real life, right? But, yeah. yeah, but I don't. But no one really knew. It's mm-hmm. it's wild, absolutely wild. I mean, I watched that show not knowing who basically anybody was. Uh, up to that point, I I knew that Naya Rivera had passed away, but I I only knew that that actress was from Glee. 
didn't I, know who she was. No, because gotcha. I made a point to not look up names of yeah. of characters and things like that. I, I knew that somebody else died. I didn't know what it was from. And I knew that somebody was a... Um, a, a sex offender slash pedophile. I don't really know what to label that scenario, but any regardless, bad. yeah, it was bad. I didn't know what it was, but sad to say that when I found out it was Puck, I wasn't very surprised. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that like, I mean, like Heather Morris said, I mean, they all loved him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they really did. I mean, he's not brought up ever really. Like again, I, I listened to that Glee. I listened to that Glee rewatch podcast, and they really don't talk about Mark. They don't talk about Puck much because it's like a pretty uncomfortable topic for them. I can't. I, I'm, I imagine it's really hard to bring that up in general. Well, and if if he kept it pretty close to his own person, you know, I mean, not to apologize for him, but he was struggling with something, and of course, got into a lot of trouble with it, and took his own life ultimately. Yeah, didn't know what to do. No, and it's tragic. Yeah. yeah. Some people will hear this and maybe say, like, well, he deserved it. He deserved to take his own life. But it's like... He deserved to go to jail. He deserved to go to jail. Yeah. Spend his life in prison for yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Everything between all three of them is just tragic. It's all very, very tragic. Yeah. Um, Naya Rivera is being the most tragic. Naya Rivera is being just like... Yeah. She was in the middle of filming, too. Yeah. She was, like, in between filming shows. Um, so... And then also, just to add on to her death, it was, uh, I think, I don't know what day of it, of her search for her, but all of, all of the Glee cast um, went to the to the lake where she had drowned and were, you know, I think just kind of rallying together and, like, hoping that they would find her body, which they ended up finding it that day. Yeah. And I think they found it on July 13th which was the day that Corey Monty passed away. Yes. If not, it was July 12th. It was around that. Because, I mean, so July 8th was when she passed away. But they, I believe they found the body, on, if not on the day, then close to the day of Corey like Monty's passing. An anniversary yeah. of his, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that does lead to, like, the lore of a curse. curse. Yeah. So I can see that. I yeah. think Honestly, I think part of it is that you could say that, that the writer's maybe exploited the real lives of the characters and yeah. wrote, wrote that stuff into the show and it kind of spiraled into this crazy circumstance where you would it could lead to you saying this is a curse yeah if yeah. they like they will never do a reboot because there's a curse right the, i mean again rewatching there's even episodes you know with puck around that same topic specifically yes. to him so that was another really strange kind of it's like synchronicities. Yeah, like, where he sometimes borderline quotes Matthew McConaughey from Days to Confused. Yeah. It's like the thing I like about high school girls is that I got older and they stayed the same age, like kind of shit like that. And yeah. It's like, it's just fucking creepy to, to see that. And I didn't know any of that. So what, so here's what ruined uh, me thinking Glee was a great show is that the time that we finished the last episode, my, Heather was like, all right, here's the shit you don't know. <laughs> pretty much right after we finished I had it. to get it out and yeah, i was stunned yeah. it takes a lot for me to genuinely sit there and go oh yeah the fuck what the fuck yeah and like that it worked like it was a lot yeah yeah it's a whole lot it's a whole lot and uh the final the final like tricky thing that i i have down is uh there's a, we've talked about some emotional episodes but there's a specific controversial episode we don't need to talk too much about it, but there's a school shooting. It's season four, episode 18, called Shooting Star. There's a school sh- They believe there's an active shooter in the school, and it was very traumatizing for all the students, and all this stuff happens. 
it aired four months after Sandy Hook. And it's like a lot of reviews were like Glee has never been afraid to, you know, step on uncomfortable ground. But a lot of reviews were also like they didn't reach out to any surviving members of Sandy Hook. They they just wrote this episode and they they almost, in my opinion, they used it as a plot device to, um, you know, make Kitty reveal that she gave Marley the eating disorder. You know, she, they, they used they, they had all these reveals in the episode yeah, to hint towards who the catfish was. Yeah, and it's like you you use this incredibly traumatic experience for so many people and you don't even uh, like like when they reveal what the shooting is it, it's very emotional but it, it's like you still didn't approach this topic in the way it needed to be approached you still right. approach this topic in a way that was for you yeah. and so every time that i every time i've said that i like how they handled situations i'm always hesitant because it's hard like i, I like i mean i'm not going to say it's hard for me but it's like I don't know if it was good. It seemed good for me, but then I watched shit like this and I'm like, this was bad. So was all of it bad? I don't know. Right. Especially because of the potential for what they could have done. Like you mentioned, they didn't reach out to anybody, yeah. but also that episode was like by far the most intense episode of that show. Yeah. Uh, Heather yeah, and I were he... sitting there just like chomping at the bit to figure out what's going on. And yeah. like certain people were becoming heroes and, Certain people were getting vulnerable for the first time in their characters. It almost felt like they were just trying to develop characters. Yeah. More than point to the tragedy of Sandy Hook. Yeah. And like in any other issue that they brought up on the show, um, it was like they did it in a way, like you said, hey, in the, I mean, they always had some kind of resolution, not resolution, but it was done in the glee way. This episode just seemed very like yeah. out of left field. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The thing to take away from Glee, and I, I didn't write down a final thoughts thing. I, I Maybe I should have, but I kind of just wanted to just kind of just go through just the whole idea, which is I think that musically Glee is important, whether or not you like the show or not. I think that Glee musically is, is an important thing. I think that musical theater is a really important progression in just the way music has grown in the past hundred years. And Glee is a really great representation of that. I mean, like, you know, people compared it to High School Musical, but they, Ian Brennan, who wrote the original movie when it was a movie, had never seen High School Musical. He was in high school choir, Glee Club. Again, what the fuck? Um, yeah. But he he was in High School Glee Club, and that was where he based the, 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 the idea from. So musically, there's a lot of importance here. And they do approach a lot of really important topics. And I, I think that a lot of them are handled in a way that is appropriate and still gives everybody attention and still uh does the right thing but there are times where it feels like it is potentially just for a plot device and not for anything but that it's not it's just for themselves you know and there's also times where i feel like um maybe and i don't know for a fact but i i like I hope they had, you know, an LGBTQ person in the writing room, you know. I hope right. that all of those things mm -hmm. were a part of this because I felt as though some of these were great, but then at the same time it's like, huh, could it have been like better? Could it have been done even better than this? Will Schuster's creepiness aside, like that's what it's it's, it's a character. Right. But yeah. I, again, I will. I will. I stay with where I was at the very beginning of the first episode, which is Glee is one of my favorite and one of my least favorite shows of all time. Yeah, it's a problem where like you can you can decide as a show writer to take on every single topic that you can think of and that's currently in the limelight at the time you're writing the episode. 
you can also bite off more than you can chew. So they did a lot of things really well, but they also missed the boat on a lot of things. Yeah. Like that, that the weird twist that they took with like Tina, uh, becoming Rachel and that whole backwards episode or when, uh, Finn kissed Emma. Oh my and God. That was a weird Ew. plot point where they never really addressed it. They ended up having a dance off and almost seemed like kind of not to make light of the show, but when the writers backed themselves into a corner yeah, and they didn't know how to write a monologue for the character, they would have Kurt say, well, here's how you handle it, honey. The only way you know how to sing. And then they would have a song that would get them out of the thing. Is that your Kurt impression? That was my Kurt impression. Oh my gosh. That was my, that was my idea of the writer's impression of Kurt. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think what they would, I think that a lot of times if they wrote themselves into that corner, like you said, they would use music to get themselves out of the corner, yeah, which is yeah. totally, I think acceptable because it's a right. fucking musical. But right. at the, at the, the problem is, I mean, I'm imagining, let's say you're in the writer's room, you can't get the song you want, or you maybe like, maybe you can get the song you want, but it's, you know, it's not actually working the way that you want it to. So yeah. you have to do something else to get to the story point and to get to the resolution that you really want to get to. Um, off the top of my head, you're mentioning some of the stuff they nailed. Like when when Whitney Houston, like they, they, they had the they, they had the episode for her in honor of her, and it was beautiful. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. But they it's just <sighs> difficult topics. Yeah, the Beatles episode was like, oh yeah, you could tell they got the rights to the music. Yeah, it so, was like, cool. oh shit, they, let's do it. Let's do an entire Beatles episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sucks because I like the show wasn't the show was about the music, but it wasn't about what songs they could get. The right. show was about these characters, and it, and again, writing them now they've written themselves into corners. Now they need now they want to get this song, and now it's become this whole ordeal instead of which I mean I'm sure maybe part of that is just the unfortunate truth of how like Hollywood and X Y and Z works, but it still sucks. Yeah, but. All in all, I want to hear both of your kind of final thoughts on Glee as as a whole. I enjoyed it. Like you said, I think it's important for the, you know, music aspect. And um, but having watched it all the way through, I'm good. I think <laughs> I probably won't be watching it a second time. I, I, I think it's interesting to watch it in 2020 because you can see that they you can see how little this country has changed. Yeah. There are episodes about trans, like dealing with, with trans issues, dealing with school shooting issues, dealing with fucking racism, of course, dealing with homophobia, dealing with uh, eating disorders and all of the things that they dealt with on the show. You could possibly use it if they wanted to do a reboot. I think it could have the potential to be more powerful now, more potent because these things are still relevant. Overall, I think the music was great. The acting was sometimes really, really great. And I do remember thinking, like, not knowing anything about the show and wondering why aren't most of these characters uh, doing anything? Why don't I hear about any of these people? Right. Come to find out it's, you know, <laughs> those who I thought were going to do a lot of things passed away, unfortunately, yeah. very untimely deaths. And those who didn't continue on to do things but lived were ultimately upset about how the show turned out yeah i think it's a it was a it was an excellent effort to tackle too much stuff and it ended very tragically well and not to uh you know i think i think that you know i think we did a good job with with our episode but you know not yeah. to kind of sum our episode up in the same way but it's like we try to tackle a full tv show right in, in you know two episodes i yeah. mean 
how I mean how, how, how do they tackle how do they try to tackle having all these lead characters all of these storylines all of these songs all of this shit all into one thing yeah um, but I, I do want to reiterate again the first three seasons are excellent and the music is if you like Broadway and you can deal with maybe some cheese then you, you should try Glee if you haven't tried it. Yeah, I'm sure. guessing if you're at the end of this episode, you've probably tried Glee at some point. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, to, to that point, if you're at the end of this episode, can we talk about the fact that, like, those... So, there's one thing I specifically want to bring up because the band stayed the same for most of the show. Yeah. The bass player in the show uh, played the same bass yeah. regardless of the performance. Yep. Aside from two times, I think... And I was very excited about both times. He played, I think he played a jazz, a Fender jazz bass and uh, some other bass, whatever, getting bass nerdy. But anyway, it, it was very unrealistic, an, a very unrealistic portrayal of what a rehearsal looks like, of what skill looks like at that level or really any level. Yeah. And, uh, of how quickly you can get things together. Now, when they started, you, you'll remember the first couple episodes, what they did was it was a lot more, um, uh, they were getting the hang of it. There was kind of a rehearsal thing. They weren't always nailing every little thing they were doing. But uh, obviously, you know, so the, the the difference was they weren't trying to be a high school musical or a musical thing where we just break out into song for whatever reason. Obviously, that was just immediately thrown away within the first like 10 episodes or whatever. It's like, no, Rachel needs to sing whatever song she's going to sing walking up and down the hallway with like whatever flashing lights are happening behind her, right. you know? I mean, and and I think that the show always figuring it out, figuring out what it was, was a great thing. And I think the fact that it was ended up being like a musical breakout into song, whatever, is totally fine. And there is that realism aspect that I mentioned last time that bothers me. Same kind of level with the bass thing. Uh, but it, 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 still, it still is really like beautiful to see these people sing what they're singing um, to, to, to even bring back what you were mentioning earlier about Darren, Chris singing teenage dream and some other stuff. Uh, they did tours. There were tours for Glee. In fact, the pilot aired at whatever time the pilot aired. And this is, you know, whenever they air pilots, they air it before the full season sometimes. So they can like see the audience like perspective and then they'll give it a full season. So the pilot aired months later, the rest of it comes out. I loved the pilot. In fact, I went to a mall in Dallas where they were at Hot Topic for a signing, and I got to see them perform live there. Uh, so, you know, that's what... I, I was that kind of... Uh, we haven't mentioned this yet. Uh, Gleek. I was that kind of Gleek. <laughs> a Gleek. Yeah, that's that's the name of a, of a Glee fan is Gleek. You were like a little bit of spit coming out of someone's mouth. <laughs> Darren, Darren's mouth. Darren's mouth. Darren wasn't there yet. Okay, so... but what did they perform? I think it was Don't Stop Believing. That's awesome. Was yeah. it incredible? I, it, I mean, as a, as a you know junior sophomore whatever it was in high school, fine. Yeah, it was, I, I would mean, love it. as I loved it as a fan of music in general, I would have loved to hear like what the cameras recorded in the room. Yeah, but you can and how they handled all that because the choreography was incredible, the arrangements were incredible, the like you know the live performances were incredible. the 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 ability for the actors and actresses to lip sync to yeah. a recording that was going on in the room was astounding. They talked about how rough their shoot days were. They right. talked about how rough it was because, I mean, it was like you had your rehearsal weeks and then you had your shoot weeks and then you had your, like, weeks where you had to do, like, your performances and, you know, so on. So, And there were some weeks for certain people, depending on the episode, where it was really intense and really hard. And, I mean, I can't even imagine that kind of work they no. put into it. And, and just the sound engineering. Like, Dave and I were talking about how, like, 
not only are they mixing and mastering and stuff, or mixing when when they're singing in this after they sing in the studio for the recording of the music, but then on the show to go with you know how yeah. far away they you know all that yeah, like kind of stuff. Like who's the in the background? Would, would, in... would pan across the group. Yeah. Whoever was mixing had to pan up that vocal for a second and bring it back down yeah. to match yeah, up with crazy. what was on the screen. Yeah. It's like I would pull my hair out. Like you know, <laughs> they made jokes on the show about like not having enough budget, but clearly they had an exorbitant amount of money to do the show. Yeah. I would hope that in real life that was not a problem because the work that went into that show and the work that goes in to do something like that is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty insane. And when I said I wouldn't watch it again, that's not because it wasn't amazing. I just it's very uh, all the issues are just really hard. Some of them are very hard to watch, yeah. and I'm an emotional person. So. I, I also think that like watching that show once is okay. I, I like I like I, I'm a freak, and I lo- I I rewatch shit a lot, and I like to rewatch sad things because sometimes right. I just want to cry. And right. if I know I'm gonna cry, Glee, <laughs> put it on, baby. Let's go. Put on <laughs> yeah. the quarterback. Let me oh. let me just ah let it all out, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm so happy we got to do this. I'm so happy we got to, you know, this was, uh, we've been talking about doing these kind of extra episodes and, and, uh, when, when, when Dave started watching Glee kind of hit it for me for a little bit and then he told me and then it was like, (laughs) we got to do this on the podcast, Yeah, but Jackson and Adam won't and shouldn't be on this. (laughs) So this kind of kickstarts our new kind of thing. So you're going to, you know, hopefully see a lot more of these extra episodes kind of just sprinkled in whenever we can get them in there. Um, really fun niche topics that are for us and for you to enjoy as well. And Um, and for you as a listener to get to know each of the people on the show a little better and what our interests are when we bring it to the four of us. Yeah. It's it's just good to hear this stuff. And thank you, Heather. Yes. Thank you, Heather, so much. Thanks for having me as a guest. Thank you. So much fun. So much fun. This has been (laughs) an absolute pleasure for me. My throat kind of hurts a little bit. But you did amazing, okay. Hagen. I have, job. I have some. That was uh, a lot. Well, thank you. I know I missed a lot of stuff. It's really difficult to like again cover an entire six season TV show in with four and a half hours. Probably like I, I, I would have to guess low ball like a hundred get together and breakups. I would have to guess that's a yeah, low ball. That's low balling. Um, so it's hard to keep track of all that. I didn't do all of it justice, but I appreciate you guys for sticking it through with me, for watching the show, for talking about it with me. And this has been a fucking blast. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Can we throw these slushies on each other? Absolutely no. Not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> you would actually do it. That's yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I just wanted to, the one thing I wanted to say was I the way Coach Beast called everyone pumpkin. Oh my god! I just like the from the first time I heard they them say it, I was like, please, I just want someone to call me pumpkin. Well, all right, pumpkin. I'll take you out of here. There it is. Uh, take us out, pumpkin. <laughs> So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it so much. Uh, this has been a really fun journey, like I already said. And it's it's been, honestly, like, for for those of you who stuck it out this far with us, I we really appreciate it. I mean, this is so much fun for us, and we really hope that you enjoy it. Um, if you do enjoy it, please don't be afraid to send us an email. Don't be afraid to... Uh, you know, send us a DM on our Instagram or on Facebook, or I think we have, we have a Twitter. Um, and if you don't, you can follow those. If you don't already, you can follow those social medias. It's pretty Please cool. Do. You can, it helps us a lot. And while you're at it, if you haven't already subscribed to whatever podcast app you're using or followed on Spotify, just go ahead and do that for us. It helps us a ton. And if you're on Apple podcasts, you can rate us a little five star rating. Cause that helps us a ton. We really, really appreciate it. Everybody. Thank you so much. And fuck off. Give me a towel!